Welcome to She's Running, the podcast all about women who are running for office, from school board to Senate and everything in between. I'm Emily Jackson. Today's guest is Heather Ward, who is running for TE School Board in Pennsylvania. And let's just get this out of the way quickly. She's 22. Yeah, 22 years old. I am so old. (laughs) Heather and I had a great chat, and after we stopped recording, she and I kept talking a little, which tends to happen. She mentioned that she had been nervous about recording because of her voice. She's been told that she needs to talk in a deeper register and been given other well-meaning, helpful tidbits about her voice and the way she talks. Now, this is not criticism of her platform. This is her actual voice. Why do we do this to women? We criticize women in power about their hair, their clothes, their smile, or lack thereof. We nitpick and make lists to provide helpful tips and tricks. And none of it has to do with the content of what she's saying, or is of any import at all, quite frankly. But we do. And then we internalize it. And we start thinking about what people are going to say about us. I empathize with Heather because I don't like my own voice. I know, not a great thing for a podcaster. I'm not crazy about my voice or the way I speak or any number of things about my speech patterns and habits. But a strange thing happened when I started podcasting. I had people start telling me that I had a great voice for radio or podcasting in this case. That was literally the last thing I expected to hear. This part of me that I have hated and criticized myself for, I was getting complimented on seemed suspicious. I guess what I'm trying to say is, let's all be better at focusing on what we were saying than how we were saying it for ourselves and for others. Okay, you've gotten some major press, which is very impressive. You were in Time Magazine? Yes, I was. And the (laughs) LA Times. (laughs) That's bananas. Also bananas is the fact that you just graduated college and you're running for office. Yeah, I graduated three days after uh, I won the primary, which was probably the busiest week of my entire life. (laughs) (laughs) I took finals during GOTV and then I, the primary was on a Tuesday. I slept all day Wednesday and Thursday and then graduated Friday and Saturday. I think I woke up on Friday and tried on my cap and gown for the first time because I just (laughs) didn't have time before that. (laughs) That is amazing. There was a lot of coffee involved. (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah, obviously. So why, I mean, you're so young. Why are you getting involved in politics right now, like fresh out the gate? I think like a lot of people, um, November 8th sort of changed me. Yeah. You know, I, I woke up on November 9th and I was sad. I was scared. I was really mad. And I was wondering, could I have done something differently before the election? And I guess now I have to do something. And, you know, I, I picked school board and that's where I think I can make a difference as someone who is 22. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's important actually that we do have younger people in office, particularly at the school board level. Because I can speak to what it's like to be a student in the classroom, and I can relate to the students and advocate for them. And I think especially with uh, this administration, we don't have people doing that. So that's sort of why I took that jump. So I've obviously got a lot of questions and a lot of things to talk to you about, (laughs) but let's get you officially introduced here. So um, who are you and for what are you running? 
So my name is Heather Ward. I'm 22 years old, and I'm running for school board in the Tredyffern Easttown School District, which is in Chester County, Pennsylvania, about 30 minutes outside of Philadelphia. And I was born and raised in the district I'm running in, went to the schools K through 12, and I just graduated from Villanova in May, so that's all very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so what are your, other than being on school board, what are your like next plans after college? So I'm currently sitting for the CPA, okay. and then I'll start working as an auditor in September. Oh, wow. So I'm keeping busy. Yeah, no kidding. Still a lot of coffee involved. <laughs> <laughs> your, your story about like waking up the day after the election, that's basically what happened to me. I feel like like I grew up literally yes. overnight, you know, and mm-hmm. before the election, I was like, everything will be fine. Everything, you know, it's it's all going to work out okay. And then the day after, I was like, I actually have to go and do and make the world the place I want to live in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my sister is actually still in high school. She'll be a junior in high school. Yeah. So I think, you know, I look at her and I look at her classmates, so many of whom came to school that day crying because they were scared about what was happening in this country. And they can't vote at that age, but... I felt like I needed to do something for my sister and for all of her friends and classmates and everyone else who needs someone to advocate for them because it really was a life-changing day. So why did you pick school board? You said, you know, for for young people, but, you know, Mm -hmm. you could have run for city council or, you know, anything other than that. I actually had about four years ago when I was a senior in high school, I went to school board meetings. Um, I was a really cool senior in high school. It's a fun way to spend your Monday nights. <laughs> um, so I, at that point, had thought maybe one day, mm-hmm. 30 years from now, maybe I'll run for school board because it is just a really interesting, it's a volunteer position where you're giving up your time to help the community and really to help the students. And I care about public education a lot. So it was not in the four-year plan at the mm-hmm. time, but that was the office I had sort of originally considered and I felt like it was the right place to start. So you've clearly been thinking about getting into politics for a while. No, I actually haven't. (laughs) Really? No, this is all, um, this is not very new to me. I had never phone banged, I'd never canvassed. I vote every election. My parents sort of taught me the importance Mm -hmm. of voting in every election at a young age, but I was not that person who worked on campaigns before and I didn't see a political future. I actually didn't even really consider school board politics back four years ago. So I knew it was obviously an elected office, but I didn't really consider it politics the way maybe a state rep would be. So what has the process of running been like? I mean, that's got to be just a crazy amount of work. Yeah, it is, but it's so much fun and it's so gratifying. I honestly, I love every minute of it. I knock on a lot of doors, you know, nights and weekends I'm knocking doors, and I talk to the most amazing people, and I get to hear their stories, and I love that. I absolutely love that. And I think what local, what's interesting about local politics is everyone's concerns are very individualized, whereas with federal, you might have someone talk to you about health care, education, or taxes, but at the local level... I have people talking to me about the sheds across from their, you know, from their house that are owned by the district and they'd like them gone because they just sit there. Or the mom who tells me, you know, about her kids' experience with bullying 
or the dad who wants us to focus on mental health in the schools. So I get to hear very individual stories and I love that and it keeps me going. Um, you know, everyone has a different story and it's great to be able to talk with my community and because it's a, you know, I think they have about 10,000 voters. Mm-hmm. So I really get to meet all of them. I get to meet so many members of the district. It's definitely a little tiring. <laughs> um, it's, I, I don't think I'm supposed to admit that, I, but it, it definitely is. You know, now I'm studying for the CPA. So I joke that I'm a CPA candidate by day and school board candidate by night and weekend. I like that. You won the primary. So when is the general election? It's November 7th. Has it been different campaigning after the primary than it was before? I don't think so. It's actually interesting. So for school board, you cross file. So I was on the Republican ballot as well as the Democrat ballot. So I was still talking to Republicans and making sure that it's really a nonpartisan position. So I was going to houses for everyone, you know, regardless of party affiliation and talking to them. And my focus really was and still is hearing the concerns of the community and making sure that they know someone is listening to them. And that didn't change. It's about 50 degrees warmer now that I'm canvassing. (laughs) (laughs) We went from about 35 and raining to 90 degrees and sunny. So I think that's the biggest change. (laughs) Yeah. Do you have a staff or is it like you and volunteers? It's me and some volunteers. Yeah. Okay. I'm not paying anyone. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's a volunteer position that you're running for, right? Exactly. So you got endorsed recently by Run for Something, which is huge. It's a very, it's very big. It's really exciting. And I'm on, I'm so honored to have their endorsement. So how did that happen? So I actually found, I connected with Run for Something back in February. Run for Something is a group that supports millennials running for down-ballot offices, progressive millennials, particularly first-time candidates, so people like me who came in and said, I don't know what I'm doing, essentially. <laughs> and, and through them, after I got into their program, I went through a phone screening, was added to, you know, I was accepted in, and soon after they launched a mentorship directory which I have had some incredible mentors in my life, so I immediately went into that. Mm -hmm. And it was right before I started canvassing, so I found this person whose bio essentially said, let's talk about knocking doors because there's a way to do it right. So I hopped on the phone with him, and he's been so helpful. And He's continued to answer my questions as they come up, I guess, four or five months later. We're still in contact, and he helps me so much. And so I applied to be endorsed by Run for Something, because they have helped me so much. I'm really grateful for their support. They opened the endorsement process up in July, so I applied to be endorsed. And early August, they rolled out their first wave of 65 candidates. It's just so exciting because what Run for Something does is so important. I've read through the bios of all the candidates they've endorsed, and they just have the most amazing stories. I'm inspired that I was selected to be among them. That's exciting. I love what they're doing because it's so important to focus on down ballot races. You know, the I agree. The, the big ones get all the national attention, but local elections are so important for people. And it's where you start learning about politics. I think a lot of people jump in at a local level, but there's not as much support there. And, you know, you have people like me who have never run for office before. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting at a local level. 
and I'm young, so I think it's so great what they're doing to support these local candidates who, you know, I have access to people who have worked on national campaigns. The person who I was talking about was a field organizer for on the Clinton campaign and the Obama campaign. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he's helping me as a school board candidate with less than 10,000 voters in my district is just, it's incredible what they're doing. Yeah, that's huge. And so the Time article, was that connected to Run for Something? It was, yes. Okay. Um, it's actually kind of a funny story. So I was connected through Run for Something. They passed my contact information along to the reporter. But I got the email from the reporter while I was in the math museum in New York. So I'm playing with these math puzzles that I had when I was five while scheduling an interview with Time magazine. (laughs) So so that was a strange juxtaposition in my life that was interesting. But I actually, I think I was one of the last people to see the article in the hard copy of the magazine. I saw it online, but I had friends and family texting me pictures. This is so cool. Congrats. I'd respond, thank you. I would love to see it too. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) Have you found any, that you've had any obstacles in your campaign? Absolutely, yes. Um, You know, I think every campaign faces obstacles, but for me specifically, I'm 22, so I have people question my age and whether I'm qualified to be running. And I can pull off much younger than 22 because when I tell people I just graduated, they sometimes think from high school, not college. (laughs) (laughs) But once I explain my positions and why I'm running, people do see the importance of what I'm doing and that we should have someone on the school board who knows what it's like to be a student and what it's like to be in the classrooms. And I guess the other one, if it was possible to have less than zero campaign experience, that's (laughs) what you could describe me as. (laughs) Um, I had never canvassed before, as I said, so I was at a candidate training the day before the inauguration, and they started talking about GOTV, Mm -hmm. and I had to take out my phone to Google what that stood for. (laughs) (laughs) So I do know what GOTV stands for now, and it's, it's interesting because with Run for Something and what I've learned, I now talk about from persuasion scripts to GOTV scripts, Mm -hmm. and when I switch, and the different universes to target, and why and when. And I realize now I'm explaining what GOTV stands for to some people. I've, you know, had to deal with a huge learning curve that I'm working on still. I mean, isn't that wild that, like, it's just a whole new world that you, you've you learned in such a short amount of time? Yes, yes. And I'm still learning every day. I, there are so many things I still haven't figured out, but it's amazing. So what are some of your core issues? So I will start by saying that my district is consistently ranked best in the state, often Mm -hmm. ranked nationally. So it's a great school district to go to. But this is, and I've talked to a lot of parents about this, we offer so many AP classes and programs for our top performing students. And we have a great special education program. But there are some students in the middle who can get left behind or not, you know, they're not focused on as much. And... I think sometimes we put too much emphasis on the rankings. And with that, those students in the middle who are also incredibly smart and talented may not get the attention and support they deserve just because they aren't at the very top of the class. And right now, something uh, facing our district specifically is a redistricting of three of the elementary schools. There's overcrowding in one of them and it's continuing to grow. 
So we definitely need to redraw the lines to even out the population. But there's a lot of concern about how the lines will be drawn and where the split will be. What I'm telling parents is my vote will be for the plan that makes sure all of our students have access to the same great resources that the district offers to make sure everyone has those same opportunities. Because right now, students at that one elementary school might have science taught in their classroom from a cart just because they don't have space for a science lab. Mm -hmm. While at another elementary school, they do have science in a lab. So I want to make sure all of the students have access to those resources. I actually had a mom tell me that her son loved science, but she was afraid he wouldn't like it as much this year because it might not be taught in the lab. So I really want to make sure that her son and all these students can have science in a lab, regardless of what elementary school they're at. Um, Transparency is also really big for me. It's something that other candidates have run on in the past, and things are getting better in terms of relationships between the board and the community, but there's so much room for improvement still. Um, When I'm talking with parents actually about the redistricting of the elementary schools, they say they feel like they've been kept in the dark and aren't receiving communication. So that needs to change because their kids could be switching schools in 2018. So they need to know what's happening. They they deserve to know what's happening. And with that, I'd really like the board to hold town halls at least twice a year to allow the community to come and ask questions and have the board actually answer those questions. Because there's time during board meetings for public comment, but the board frequently won't respond to the comments. And that's not okay with me because... These are your constituents who you've been elected to represent, and they deserve an answer from you. I also, I emphasize that I I attended this district. I was born and raised here, so I know what it's like to be in the classrooms, and I will stick up for the students because I understand their needs. One of my opponents never had kids go to these schools, so how does she truly, like, how does she understand the day-to-day challenges and what it's like to sit in these classrooms? Whereas I went to these schools, kindergarten through 12th grade, my sister's in high school, so I'm really connected. I know what it's like and I will fight for the students and I'm a lifelong resident, so I can speak to being a community member as well. So I guess, you know, to sum up, my focus is just on equal access to resources for all students, communication and transparency, and that I'm a lifelong resident and district graduate who's passionate about the district. I'll bring a fresh perspective and will advocate for the students and the community. How does your sister feel about you potentially being on the school board of her school? She's excited. Yeah? she She's really excited, yeah. She's so supportive. She's canvassed for me. She tells her friends about it. She's actually told me I've canvassed at some of the doors of her friends' parents, and they'll send her pictures of my palm <laughs> card. Like, look, your sister came to my house. <laughs> so she's really excited. What made you go to school board meetings when you were in high school? I was the co-editor-in-chief of our student newspaper, Mm -hmm. and we always sent a representative to the board meetings. And I think at the time I thought I drew the short straw because I was the one who went to every meeting. (laughs) But now it's been really great, so I'm I'm grateful that I did draw that straw. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, could you even imagine that that would be like where you would be sitting in just a few years. Exactly. Yeah. What does your campaign need right now? Do you need volunteers? Do you need donations? All of the above. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I guess if people are in the Philadelphia area and want to knock doors, 
There's a form on my Facebook page, or they can email me at heatherwardtesb at gmail.com. My campaign really is entirely field-based, so the more people canvassing, the better. If you're not in this area, in the Philadelphia area, and you want a phone bank, that would also be helpful, and you can sign up on my Facebook page as well. Um, Donations are great. Money, I hate the fact that money is involved in politics, even at a local level, but it is. So there's a link on my Facebook page for that, too. This isn't specific for me, but just a request that I would love to put out there that, you know, I've I've heard other people on your podcast actually talk about being asked to run. Mm -hmm. And I would love for more people to ask women to run and then ask her to run again and again until (laughs) she says yes. (laughs) And also to nominate women for candidate trainings, because from my experience, I was looking at a training and decided not to apply because I didn't think I was qualified. And then... I received an email saying I'd been nominated, so I decided to apply. I was accepted, and it was an incredible training. So I would love for people to nominate women and ask women to run because, unfortunately, we do need that sometimes. And to get more women in politics, we have to have more women running. What advice do you have for women, especially young women, who are thinking about getting into politics? Just do it honestly don't don't hold back (laughs) that's the best thing I can tell you don't hesitate I think we question is now the right time I think most people my age would probably question is it the right time I'm still in college or I'm just starting my first job and I don't know if it's ever actually going to be the right time so just do it now because and and then ask for support and make sure you have a great support system around you that was the biggest piece of advice someone gave me was to make sure everyone around you is bought in and will help you. So I really made sure that my parents were okay with this and that I would have the support of my best friends in doing this. So I think that's the biggest thing is just go for it, but make sure you have a support system around you. Have you found that people maybe don't take you as seriously as a candidate because of your age? Um. Occasionally, yes. I've had some people close the door on me because they don't think I'm qualified. But for the most part, I really, I explain my positions and people do understand the importance. The Republican Party does not believe I'm qualified. They don't think I should be on the board and that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) They've, They've been telling people that and, you know, that's okay. I believe I'm qualified and I go in when I knock on someone's door. I just have to keep that in mind then. I am qualified because what I'm running on, I'm running as someone who, someone who's been a student on the board and someone who will advocate for the students, and that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. So that makes me qualified right there. And age really shouldn't be an obstacle when you're running for the right reasons. I mean, obviously, I agree. <laughs> I think you're very qualified. <laughs> Thank um, you. But yeah, I mean, especially, like you said, women, we really have to be convinced to run. And I feel like... You know, for for young women especially, there's that double, like you're a woman and you're so young that it's just so much harder to convince yourself that you Mm -hmm. should run for office. Yes. Yeah. And for some reason, I did just completely convince myself. So I guess I'm an outlier there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good. (laughs) And once I was convinced, there was no turning back. (laughs) (laughs) That's the way to do it. If people want to find me online, my Facebook page is Heather Ward for TE School Board or just Facebook.com slash Heather Ward TESB. 
And I'd love for every woman listening to just run for office, honestly, because we need more women running. And don't hesitate about your qualifications. Just run. Amen to that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks for chatting with me. Thank you so much. And that's all for today. Big thanks to Heather Ward for talking to me. At 22, she's smart and focused and all things that I wish I was now more than 10 years her senior. You can find her on Facebook at Heather Ward for TE School Board. Look her up and hit like. You'll be glad you did. And that's it for me. Listen, here's the lowdown. It is late Monday night. I had a whole long weekend to finish up this episode. And I waited again until the last freaking minute. But this week, I feel like I have at least a halfway decent excuse. I got a temporary foster dog this weekend, and she is 100% puppy. Luna is 50 pounds of six-month-old puppy, and I am freaking wiped. I forgot how much work puppies are, and that you can't leave them alone for a second. She is literally at my feet right now under the desk. And I say I got because hubby dearest is out of town. So it's been just me and all of our animals. But Luna is sweet and lovely and she's going to a new permanent home in a couple of weeks and I'm sure I'll miss her dearly. Please follow She's Running on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find us at at She's Running Pod and you can check us out at She's Running also. All right, I am shutting it down for the night. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you soon. I am... Crash.